Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? (laughs) I am great, and I just realized that I can't hear you because... Oh, never plugged in, huh? Yeah, you get the old old faux headphones, the faux phones. Much better. I was like, sounds very muffled right now. Yeah. A little better, a little better. Helps the plug in. Yes, it does. Is that so? Is it better? Are we hooked in? You good to go? I can hear you loud and clear. Loud and clear. That's what I like. To, that's what I like. All right, brother. So uh, today on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, it's the day before Thanksgiving. That's right. So our Mount Rushmore is of spices, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to have some rub and you know do what you got to do to to spice up the food for Thanksgiving. We've also got uh, LeBron got in a big old fight. Uh, that's sort of be, yeah yeah that's gonna be fun well there was a fight around lebron uh and started the, by and then not in not at all involved in okay we'll get to that we're gonna get to it we're coming that's the first thing on the list we'll you can, talk you can tell i'm excited we'll talk about lbj i'm surprised on how excited you are i'm i'm excited about this all right and then we've got major league baseball came out with uh the list of names eligible for the hall of fame uh we'll do our nfl picks as always mount rushmore and then we got Michael Che. Yes, sir. Michael Che's got a new comedy special. We'll uh, review that. We watched that this past week. Adam has been so kind as to bring in a couple snacks for me today. We've got some Kit Kat and Reese cups. Buddy, ready to go? Can I ask you a question real quick, though? Please do. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in no Christmas lights until Thanksgiving's over, right? I I mean, I... Honestly, I'm like, eh, no Christmas until Thanksgiving's over. Let's give the holiday its due. We don't do the, you know, uh, it's just how it should be. It's like it's like when you have to share your birthday with a sibling or something. When, if their birthdays yeah. are close when you're yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. You got to get, get your own. You need your own, right? So I, uh, I got all my Christmas stuff out a week ago. Okay. Yeah. I got it out almost a week ago. And, uh, yeah, the house is christmas up dude christmas puked in my house it's good to go eight ten totes however many we got but i refuse to put up any lights until friday i think that's a good move i think uh there now is your wife all, all about does did she want to make the move early is she want oh yeah that it was all out? on her yeah okay yeah. if it was so, up to her we'd have christmas lights up right now see then i like I that i'm betting i i it's Give and take, buddy. I like that compromise. I like that a lot. You can decorate the inside of the house, and I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think you, you wait until after Thanksgiving to do the lights. I've seen plenty of lights already, but Dude, after after this weekend, we'll see plenty more. I saw lights on Halloween. There were Christmas too. lights on on Halloween. Yep. I want to egg that house. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, come on. Halloween? You got to give Halloween the how. I mean, you ain't dressing your house up for Halloween. Don't put your Christmas lights up. Like, oh yeah, well we're doing Christmas for Halloween. No, if you're a, if you're a decorator, decorate for Halloween and then decorate for. I mean, if you want to wait, if you put up fall, people have fall stuff that count as Thanksgiving maybe or yep. whatever. But then wait for for Christmas. Wait wait until December first maybe even. I mean, you, you don't need more than a month Mm-mm. of nope. a holiday. You know. I agree. We never used to even get the Christmas stuff out. Until after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Not this year. Not this year. Went went in, went into play, is what it is. So that being said, we uh I'm eating like a son of a gun right Do now. Do it. That's why I brought them. Kit Kat's in front of me, man. It's hard for me not to eat. I'm telling you. Let's talk about LeBron James. First time in the history 
of the NBA that LeBron James has been kicked out of, has been ejected from a basketball game? I thought it was his second ejection. Oh, that's, I thought I heard it was his first. Was it his first? I, I could be wrong about that. I, I think thought was, I heard that. Maybe it was his second. I think it was his second because I saw the thing, you know, this, the really dumb thing that people constantly have to do. The This is why Michael Jordan is better than LeBron. Oh, this is why LeBron go. is better than Michael. It was one of those things, but it said something like, it, it was a, so, so absurd, too. It was like LeBron James ejections two, Michael Jordan ejections zero, and uh, something about you can't be the GOAT if you can't keep your emotions in check or something like that, which is the stupidest thing ever. Because that, is, that is ridiculous because Michael, Michael Jordan threw a punch yeah. at <laughs> Charles Barkley. Like, and Michael others. Jordan should have been ejected at least four or five times but, for sure. But he was Michael Jordan. Right. So you want to talk about keeping composure. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So, Let's set this up. So we're on the free throw line. What's the guy's name that, that got hit? Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. All right, let's start with this. I'm going to start with second this. Second year young fellow, second year for, for the Pistons. I like to start with this. Yeah. All right, number one, everybody's talking about this elbow to the face. Can, well, we, can we all agree that he didn't get hit with the elbow, that LeBron yeah. punched him in the face? I can agree with that, yeah. Okay, I, I'm tired. of Everybody's like, oh, yeah. Close fist elbow. Uh, Jay Will kept talking about a close fist elbow to the face. And I'm like, he didn't. Missed him he, with the elbow. He missed him with the elbow. And he hit him with his fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got punched in the eye. That's why he looked like he got look. That's why he looked like what he did. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to come out here and I, I, I don't, I, I, LeBron probably should have got ejected. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with a game suspension he was very frustrated at the time they're down 11 it's been a tough year for them this year it's not going as smoothly i think as everybody thought it would um he is just coming off an injury and immediately realizes what he does he knew what he did immediately and went over and was trying to de-escalate the situation number one i give him props for that 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 well done well done you could have easily just swung it and then acted like he didn't do it or did something silly and or tried to get in the guy's face. The guy goes crazy. Understandable on Stewart's part, right? Makes perfect sense. You just got punched in the face. You're bleeding all over the place. I'd be pissed off too, right? I'd be pissed off. Mm-hmm. He jumps up, gets in LeBron's face. LeBron, for a second, is pushing a little bit towards him a little, and then this kid goes berserk. Mm-hmm. Have we found out what was said? to make this kid absolutely go bananas and knock over 15 people on the Pistons, uh, 15 of, or of the 37 coaches that are on the bench for the Pistons? I think I don't think it was anything that was said. I think he didn't realize until he started like pouring blood down his face because I don't think he realized the amount of blood that he had on him um, right away. So it's the amount of blood is how how I, upset you get? Yes. I, and That's I, ridiculous. I no, mean, I, I've cut myself and not even known it and gushed blood and then but, hit my head on something and just had a really bad bruise. Like, it should be the pain. I feel like the pain should be what, you know, if you the harder you got hit, the worse it should be. There is a there is a something that, that, tr- <clears throat> that triggers some people um, that when you see your own blood, you, you freak out. And, and I think that's what happened here. And I... I I get that, but he he obviously overreacted. And I mean, first of all, so LeBron, I mean, it was close. He knew, you know, jerking. First of all, the the action was like they, you know, stepping into the lane on a free throw, like you said, and they just kind of locked arms. They did. In 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 LeBron was standing straight up. So here's the deal: that guy's doing what he's supposed to. He's trying to get low and get up under him. 
and he was doing it. LeBron was annoyed because LeBron wasn't going as hard as him. That's and to be in my head, he was just like, "Get the heck off of me, man!" Yeah. And normally, Jay Will's Jay Will's totally against this man. He thinks LeBron should be suspended way more games than Stewart and all this. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He said, "You got to come down with it. You can hurt people. I know how to hurt people, but you don't go at the face." And it's like, "All right, Stu, come on, man. Like you swipe it. Now you're talking about the right way to hurt someone. I'm not a big fan of that." So, um, anyway, anyway, continue with what you were gonna say. So you know, first of all, that happens. Every game, all game, Absolutely. on free throws. They just yeah. lock arms. And like I, you like you said, LeBron, it must have been a frustration thing, whatever. He just jerked his arm away. He was a little too close, and, and he, he got him. Like I think the elbow just barely missed. It elbow, might have been a lot worse. Elbow, elbow might have him. grazed him, or maybe, but he got punched in the face. That's he what got, yeah. It was the fist to the face that did it. Yeah, and, and it's it was like the back end of the follow-through on, on the jerk away was he got him. He got him. Mm-hmm. And – I mean, I was surprised at how bad he cut him because it did. I mean, he got him. It's hard, around but, the and you know how that is yeah. around the eye, man. That's soft spot. Anybody that watches MMA, those guys gush like crazy, and yeah. they don't have to get hit hard sometimes. Like I was saying before, it's just you bleed faster right there. Yeah. So uh, it was. So I think I think that's why he went so crazy. I think they they were he was. Not happy about it, obviously, at first. And I guess that's when, because Anthony Davis was the one that said LeBron actually like realized what he did right away and said, my Immedi- man, I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, immediately comes over and puts his hand out like, hey, man, he knew he was going to be mad because he probably figured he'd be mad too. So he went over there to go, hey, oh, yo, 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 immediately. That's on me, man. My fault. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. It, and, it, and it wasn't, nothing was that bad. He was unhappy, but it wasn't that bad until a few seconds later, I think when he felt the blood or saw it or tasted it or whatever, when he real when he really got angry, I mean he he oh got enraged. Boy. Oh, he I've never seen something like this before. Like he literally knocked over f- at least seven people. He went after him three or four different times, where where guys like pulled him away, pulled him away, and then he was like he did the old trick thing where he's like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, and then and like, then take back off running. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I was. I was okay with LeBron, and to be honest with you, I thought there might have been a rule about if you get a flagrant two and an ejection, there might be a suspension, a one-game suspension automatically, but I don't think there is. I think they just gave him a one-game suspension. And that could be – Michael Irvin was talking about this the other day too. He was talking about how he got a letter from the NFL when he got suspended once, and he said – and it literally said, normally this would not endure a suspension, but because of who you are – and because of who you play for, we are going to suspend you for three games. Mike in er, Mike Michael Irvin's like it's just it is what it is. You have to when it's on TV and these kind of things happen. You have to be a little harder. I don't think that LeBron normally would have got suspended if this was in a game that wasn't on TV and he was Adam Schmidt playing against me. I think he would have accidentally punched him in the face. He would have got an ejection because it wasn't like he. I mean, he did punch him on purpose, right? Not. But he wasn't trying to hit the guy in the face. He was trying to get yeah, his arm off of him. He didn't punch him on purpose. He was That's what I'm saying. He right. Was, yeah. He was jerking to get away from the guy. Right. I mean, in a in a way that he shouldn't have. But right. still, the fact is is that it, you know, flagrant to whatever, ejection, I get it. I don't know about this. But then, then. Well, hold on. Before you go to Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart got LeBron that one-game ejection. If, if Isaiah Stewart does not react that 100% way, you're LeBron right. James does not get suspended. Yes, 100%. And the crazy part is everybody's like, yeah, look at LeBron. He's just sitting back there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did Le- what he should do. LeBron James 
for a guy who gets who has people come at him every single game. He's always got somebody come. People they put their best defender on, the most annoying defender. He gets the best of the best and has for twenty years. To be able to keep your cool like that, you got a guy literally drinking his own blood out of his face, sprinting at you. That is your height, your size. Like you both big boys, right? But you know, let's be honest. That dude's probably tougher than LeBron. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not. I mean, and LeBron's 37 years old or whatever he is, 36. Yeah, and that kid's so, 20. Yeah, and that kid's 20. But my point is, is I you got you have got to give LeBron props for keeping his cool during that entire thing. Immediately going up to and then just as this kid's going nuts, not giving in to the pressure. I I I do give LeBron props for that. I also think LeBron wanted none of that. I, I think he um, I don't think LeBron wants any of anyone. He doesn't. He doesn't want to fight. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Hundred percent. And and, and it but it does it bothers me when people say he's weak or he's or he's whatever any word people use, but it, it's I wish everybody handled it that way. Look here, if LeBron's walking down a if it's a dark alley and you come across a LeBron walking towards you, you're gonna be scared. Look, talk tough, not tough. That's a big, big son of a gun, man. Sure. He is huge. Yep. Six eight, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, I ain't messing with any of that. I don't no. care if you're tough or not tough. You don't have to be tough. Yeah. But he but yeah, he didn't want to fight, obviously, and that's a good thing. And it could have gotten a lot worse. And that's Right away, I started seeing the stuff on Twitter and all over everything that said there was almost a second malice at the palace. Just because oh Isaiah Stewart God. was the only – he was really the only one. The Absolutely. only other thing that, that was dumb was when he he went back for, like, the last time when he was still on the floor and uh, Russell Westbrook, like, put his dukes up like he was going to swing on him or see, something if he got close enough. I didn't see that. I think West, Westbrook got a technical, and I think it was for that. Uh, and then he was all mad and saying that he was um, – that they only gave him a, a technical because he just gets one automatically from refs because he's Russell Westbrook and people pick on him or whatever. But so that that part was dumb. But really, Isaiah Stewart was the only one really making a problem on the court. Everybody Absolutely. else, nobody yeah. else was really into going after anybody. But he was so aggressive about it and went after it so long and so many times. That's that's the weird part. And that's I was so surprised. And you can take it from here if you want. Uh, about Isaiah Stewart, the suspension that he got. Is that what you were getting ready to go into? Yeah, before I go ahead. You? Continue. Blown away that it was only two games, to be honest. Two games. I was blown one away. One more by game it. than the one. Two <laughs> games. This dude, after he, he went after him three times. And then when they got him to go back towards the locker room, I love this. This is my favorite move, right? He He's walking towards the locker room. Everybody starts to let go of him. And he takes off like a bat out of hell <laughs> into the locker room. And immediately the guys on the who are doing the game are like, oh, that wraps around. You know where he's going. He's coming out the other side. And literally all of the Lakers start looking at the other entrance like, oh, <laughs> here he comes. Let's uh, Here we go. And, uh, yeah, that was – it was interesting. I, I like to know what happened back there. And and um, that's something different, man. That was a – it was the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But the Malice at the Palace crap, man, like you said – this was between two players. It was really between one player. Right. And like you said, nobody else was in it. The fans, they made the announcement like four times. Mm-hmm. Fans stay in it. Do not come on the floor. Do not come on the floor. Do they make that anywhere else besides Detroit, you think? In that I situation? think I think in that situation they do it at least once maybe. I mean, maybe not every 
not maybe not everywhere, but I bet there's places where they where they would make that announcement. Mm-hmm. But especially in Detroit, when <laughs> you're known for it, you know, for the one worst thing that ever happened in 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 a basketball game. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm gonna yeah, it was. It wasn't anywhere near that. There was no malice in the palace. There was one dude that got super angry because he got hit in the face, and and he doesn't like to see his own blood. Yeah, he's you ask me, he's the non-tough guy. Although I, I take that back. He's this dude. You know, there's a difference. There's a difference in basketball fights, right? Like somebody said, if he wanted to hit LeBron, he could have did it right away. It's like, well, at first you're just having words, right? And then he realized, you know what? I do want some of this. And it's easy to get held back. Yep. NBA players get held back all the time. Yep. I've seen. And they admit it. I've seen Chris Paul hold back guys as big as uh, Nikolai Jokic before. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's not hard to hold back an NBA player. Old boy was not being held back. It they literally had to have six people holding him back, and it was real holding back. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen that in an NBA game in a very, very, very long time. Because he just blew right through some of those people. He ran boys. right over all them old white trainers, man. <laughs> all them little old white dudes. Are just, they're picking them up off they the were, ground. But there were, co- there were coaches. There I mean, coaches there were on the ground I mean, they, that weren't that old. I mean, there were people like actually trying to stop There them. was a player. He knocked one yeah. of the players over, too. Yep. I just said that to be funny. I'm sorry. But, uh, no. Yeah, he... Oh, I think really you did. did. No, I see. I mean, like the whole old white guy. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I was just yeah. That was uh, was my attempt at Michael Che. No, but uh, so no, it was that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Insane. Uh, I I think LeBron handled it perfectly. Yeah, as as usual, as the goat would do. <laughs> Easy now. Uh, so, what number do you think? What 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 suspension would you give Isaiah Stewart? I would have given five games. Okay, I had the number six through eight in my six mind. Six to eight. I had. I, I feel like five is like, all right, dude, you need to learn what you did. Five games and five games for a guy who is, you know, probably not making. I don't know what he's making, but that's a big. That's a big hit to your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be able to go to. Um, I don't know. I have nothing. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, I. It was. It was a crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy enough. We see scuffles and stuff all the time. We don't normally address them here, but this one was out of the ordinary. It's LeBron, man. When things happen with LeBron, and you don't see this, you don't see a guy. That's the thing. Attacking yeah. LeBron or not, he probably hurt more of his player, his own teammates, and his his coaching staff than he did anything to the Lakers guys. Yeah. Yep. It was it was really crazy to watch. My favorite thing, though, I mean, and, and like. I already mentioned a couple of things that that bothered me about what people were putting right away on social media about it. Uh, don't like go the after the, the king and all. all like yeah, yeah, but okay. yeah, like the malice of the palace stuff. But the funniest thing I saw, I laughed so hard when somebody put the Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> theme song over. <laughs> like as the, soon the, as he as soon as he takes off running the first time, the glass shatters and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was good. You put that on there. That was good. <laughs> and you had J, you had Jr. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! There's gonna be a fight or something like that. <laughs> That's good. So That's good. Um, Here comes Stone Cold. Here he comes. He's sprinting. That was good. Yeah, I, I give you that. That was a good. one. you sent that one to me, there was so one funny. that uh, that uh, uh, Joe Leonard sent us with the Gilbert Arenas. Like, hey, look, you got to know what you're doing when you're in the NBA, brother. You don't go after the king. There's also a couple light skinned cats over there and over there, Golden State. Don't go after either of them. I liked all that. I thought that was kind of funny. 
Gilbert Arenas. Don't. You just don't like Gilbert Arenas. But you can't say that that wasn't a little funny. I mean, he he might have been being serious, but it was funny. No, not compared to Michael Che. No, um, not even close. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, man, I got a piece of food stuck in my throat. Yeah, buddy. Um, I haven't even started my snacks yet. Now I got something <laughs> stuck in there. No, uh, it was just that was just a crazy thing. We had to address it. Um, but we can uh, we can move on to something I I was excited to ask you about. All right, let's and do it. That is that you mentioned early on the 2022 MLB Hall of Fame ballot is out. Yes. Um, there are guys who have been on there for a few years. I think this is Scott Rowland's fifth year, I want to say, that he's going to be on it. Some other guys that are in that range too. But there are a small group of guys that are on the ballot for the last time this year. And those guys are very interesting names. All right, let's and I want to ask you about that, and then I want to ask you about the list of guys who are first time on the ballot. Okay. And see if you think any of these guys are Hall of Famers. So first, guys with their last year on the ballot. Now last year af- on the ballot. Now after this, there's other opportunities to make the Hall of Fame. But sure, you got the old timers and all that right, other stuff. Right. right. Barry Bonds. Wow. Okay. Roger Clemens. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. And Kurt Schilling. Are any of those guys, number one, do you think any of those guys will be voted in this year? And number two, would you vote any of those guys in? Their numbers have gone up every year, if I'm not mistaken, right? The yeah. votes they've gotten. Oh, I thought you meant their stats. <laughs> like, as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> they've gotten better every with age. They're like a fine wine. That's usually how it works. They've gotten better with age. No, but their, their, their percentage of the vote. Yeah, I think it has. And if I'm not mistaken, Clemens and Bonds are the only ones that even had a remote chance, and they still needed like 20% more or something. Maybe not that much, but it was a good amount more. The Kurt Schilling thing, uh, I mean, if you look back at Kurt Schilling's career, was he, you know, he, it, 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 it was a postseason career, right? Like his, I mean, he was a great pitcher, and he struck a lot of guys out, and he was, he was uh, dominant, but he played with a lot more dominant pitchers in his era. Um, than him. However, I don't know that there's a better postseason guy. You, it's like it's like Bumgarner, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you're in a postseason game. Like, yeah, I'll take Madison Bumgarner over anyone. I don't care what he's done in his last six starts. I want the bulldog out there on the mound, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how Schilling was. So I don't know how that fits into into the realm of um of the hall of fame, because obviously the bit, if, if the, the other big thing they talk about is his, the way he just ever since he's <laughs> retired, just says whatever's on his mind, which, you know, I mean, that's what these people were paying him to do. And, and then he would get chastised for it. And now he's just, just continues it to do it. So it turns, it turns a lot of people off and it does. people shouldn't be voting for the hall of fame based on that. But, I hate that. but, but some people might, I mean, if you, most if people you, probably are, if you bother yeah, if some you, of the writers enough, yep. If they don't like you or they don't like who you are, that's you're not going to get as many votes. So, that being said, I I, I don't see Schilling getting in. Now, the Bonds Clemens thing. First, hold on, Sammy Sosa. Sosa's he has on there too. Six hundred home runs. I don't know. I I know it's a. I mean, but you have the steroid thing, right? So this is all goes back. This all all this comes down. All three of these guys come down to steroids. It's obvious. Um. But if I'm saying, does any of do any of them have a chance before before Sammy Sosa changed what he looked like? 
He became before, a total. Before he became a vampire. <laughs> well, that's the a second. White, that's his second change. That's his second change. I'm talking about the first change from like his first three years in the league to oh, what gotcha. he became with this with when he was with was it the White Sox or the Twins for a year White or two Sox, White Sox yeah. and then what happened once he became you know the star right fielder for the Chicago Cubs bringing baseball back with the 1994 home run cha- or 95 98 98, 98, 98 yeah. 94 was the was the strike, strike yeah. yeah bringing baseball back in 98. Uh, where Bud Selig let all the steroids go, he could so he can make baseball fun again. Um, in that, in that saying though, that I think Sosa, because it was such a tremendous change, I don't I, that got nobody's looking at him. But Bonds and Clemens were phenomenal from their rookie year when they were twigs. Well, uh, Bonds was a twig all the way through. And Bonds did things that I don't care if you've got steroids or not. Like, he barreled balls better and more often than anyone in baseball history. And just to, just to barrel a ball can, as consistently as him, that doesn't have anything to do with steroids. That has to do with just being a, an unbelievable hitter. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was. Yeah. So... I'd love to see Bonds get in. I'd love to see Bonds and Clemens do it this year, but I think they're going to – there's enough old guys out there. I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to push them off, man. I think this is – which is a – it's a terrible shame. But they don't want they don't want Barry Bonds up there making a speech. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. They don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not a super charming guy or anything like no, that. No, and he's gonna he's gonna come out and say what he said, what he what he thinks about how he was treated and he was blackballed and still feels that way to this day. Uh, so, yeah, I I mean the you I mean you can't hardly disagree with him. The guy hit what forty eight home runs his last season playing baseball and nobody would pick him up afterwards. Are you right. kidding me? Is that for real? After he endured everything, like the guy could still hit, <laughs> obviously. So. And he saw so few pitches and would hit 350 and hit 70 home runs. Like, he only got to see – he hit 70 home runs and only got to see 180 pitches, all like good pitches all year. That 2002 season when he had, when he had all those home runs was – I just remember watching – because they would – ESPN would break into their Absolute, games yep. every day. Just like they did with uh, the McGuire-Sosa thing, yeah. yeah. But, but it yeah. was – it was and, and you would see like they would break in they would break in four times in their game just yep. to show his at bats and he walked every time and the one he would get like one pitch a game and, and then almost every it. time he would yeah kill it that's unbelievable Buck I'll never in my life forget it Buck Showalter was was managing the Arizona Diamondbacks bases loaded bases loaded with like no outs or one out. And they intentionally walked Barry Bonds. <laughs> walked to run in, yeah. Is that the? Cr- I mean, I remember that. That if you if that's ever happened to you, then you should just walk into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that's how should, I see that. You should walk across first base, and out the right field gate, into the Hall all of the Fame, all the way to Cooperstown, <laughs> yes. New York. I just don't <laughs> like that's insane. Think about that. Think about that. Bases loaded. Bases loaded, and they intentionally walk you. They let a run score. So they don't have to pitch to you. It's that that season, his entire career, and especially that season, were unbelievable. And yeah, I, I I agree. I think they both he and Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I, whether they took steroids or not, yep. they're just too good to leave out. Yep. I I would love to see them both in. I don't. Th- I hate to say it. I I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it. Happening. I agree with you. I don't think they're getting in either. 
It's a shame, though. I would love... They both deserve it. Uh, Did they do some sketchy things? Absolutely. But you know who's going to go into the Hall of Fame? Alex Rodriguez is. Alex Rodriguez got busted three times. I'm glad you brought him up because this is his first year on the ballot. He won't go in this year. He won't go in this year? No. Okay. He will not go in this year. Uh, Carl Crawford, that's a no, right? No. Uh, Prince Fielder? No. Prince Fielder? I mean, I loved Prince no. Fielder. That guy was, I mean, he hit three, well, he hit he hit up, you know, mid 300s or low 300s and hit for power every single year. The guy was great. 40, 50 home runs. But if but if you're telling me that I don't know. I don't I don't know anymore. It's so I haven't looked at total numbers. I like to sit there and and look at everybody's numbers and and compared compare him to other Hall of Famers and stuff like that. I haven't done that. I just wanted to do this off the top of your head. Prince Fielder, you got to know. Okay. Ryan Howard, pretty similar. They're the exact same player, except for Ryan Howard went through three of the worst years any baseball player could go through where Prince Fielder just retired before yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Uh, Prince Fielder's got a better chance than him. I still say no. No on him. I don't think they're Hall of Famers. When I think of Hall of Famers, I think of Mickey Mantle. I think of 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 you know the greatest the greatest players of that time. I agree with you. That's that's what I think of too. But I think if you look at the entire list of Hall of Famers, you see yeah. a few guys in there's there. There's a that lot you're of like, them. wait a minute, if he's in there. Yeah. There's you a know. lot of there's a lot of that, but it's it's hard for me. That's why some that's why I say not in the like they could Prince Fielder could be a Hall of Famer. I'm I'm not saying he's 100% not, but what did he do differently than his dad? His dad's not a Hall of Famer. Actually, yeah. I take that back. He, was, he won a couple MVPs and and yeah. <laughs> and, and a batting chance. Ch- yeah. So Prince Fielder probably has the best chance of the guys we've said so far. He's probably got the best chance to get in of those guys. But I don't think they get any of them get in. Any of those guys get in on first ballot. Tim Lincecum. Ooh, I love Tim Lincecum, man. He's he really has he been out of the league for five years, out of yep. baseball for five years. Yep. Wow, Tim Lincecum. I'm gonna go with. You know, God, he was two-time Cy Young Award winner, I believe, back to back, if I'm not mistaken. Was he really? I could be wrong I mean, about I know that. He was great. I, I'm not going to look it up because you said off the top of my head. I'm gonna, I, again, I'm gonna say no, not first ballot. Okay, I agree. Justin Moore, no, no. Uh, his teammate Joe Nathan, no. Although Joe Nathan was one of the best closers of his time, there's no doubt about that. I'm still going to say no. Here's an interesting one. David Ortiz, yes. David Ortiz is is what I think of as a Hall of Famer. That guy was as clutch as it gets. He hit three three ten, three fifteen every year. He hit thirty home runs every year. He did for so long. Now he also tested positive for steroids, and he came out and owned up to it, like a Mike Mussina. I mean, he owned up to it. Mike Mussina owned up. There are guys that owned up to it and never got the same stuff. It's it's the you know it's that it's that okay. Well, it's. Yeah. Well, he did it too, but mm, yeah, but at least he owned up to it. And these guys just straight lied for their whole, and are still to this day making it like it's the worst. Like the, they're gonna be like Pete Rose and write a book after forty years out of baseball, and then admit that you did everything that you said you haven't done for twenty five years. Anyway, I injected so many steroids into my backside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but yeah, I say yes to David Ortiz. I I think that dude deserves it, and he was. Great for baseball. He's a he's a fun character. He's a he's a fun personality guy. Great for baseball, man. Just unbelievable. And that and at that point in time, that that was when the Yankees Red Sox rivalry was as good as it gets 
throughout the years. And when you take one of the better players off of those teams, I think it's just automatic. And speaking of getting shot in the butt, David Ortiz got shot in the butt in the Dominican. That's Republic. exact. Yes, he did. And um, <laughs> Jake Peavy. Oof. Um. I mean, not first ballot. No, no, he's not a first ballot. I mean, could he get in? If you start going over his numbers, you're going to be surprised how great of a pitcher Jake Peavy was. That dude, he was probably better overall in longevity than Tim Lincecum was. Yeah, maybe. If you go back and look at his numbers, Lincecum probably had three years of unbelievableness. But for an entire career, that dude was consistent and was really, really good. One of my favorite moments of working at the ballpark, I worked at, at uh, almost at Riverfront Stadium, and then I almost said Synergy Field. I have no idea how I could possibly say that. Um, this was this nice. Was, was it Crosley? Twelve years after Great American <laughs> Ballpark opened, I started working there. Um, my first year there, Reds were playing the Giants. Uh, I think it might have even been an afternoon game. The Giant. It's early. It's a few hours before the game. Go look out onto the field, and Barry Zito and Tim Lincecum uh, are walking out. It starts pouring down, like as, as hard a rain as you can ever have, I've ever seen, pouring down la- rain. Barry Zito and Tim Lincecum stayed out there and just tossed in the outfield That's for a while. So cool. I loved it. Because awesome. I'm a huge Barry Zito fan, and yeah. I love Lincecum too. Um, that was so fun to watch. A.J. Przinsky. No. Are you kidding me? I can't even. Just because of how long he played, I'm marking yes for A Rod. Obviously, well, A Rod uh, first ballot. I don't think he's gonna go first ballot. He'll first be ballot. a hall. He is Easily. without a doubt a hall of famer. He is a first ballot hall of famer. Mm-hmm. He was the best shortstop before he became a third baseman in a generation where there was four or five unbelievably Hall great Hall of Fame defensive shortstops. No more Garcia Parra, who won't go into the Hall of Fame. However, but for a period of time, what played like a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. Derek Jeter, uh, Miguel Tejada, A-Rod. I know I'm missing somebody. but You're missing the next guy on this list. Who is it? Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins. Again, yeah, 100%. Jimmy Rollins was right there. God, Jimmy Rollins was really good, too. Man, that Phillies team. I feel like he won enough gold gloves that he should be in the Hall of Fame for that alone. For that alone. And he wasn't a bad hitter either. No, no. He won the Silver Slugger uh, for shortstops uh, in the National League Um, at least two times. I I don't know how many total, but and led the league in stolen bases for a few years. I mean, the guy was – he made things happen. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think – out of all those guys – I think that he could be a Hall of Famer at some point. Not a first ballot. But I'll give you a yes to Hall of Fame career. How about that? Hall of Fame career. Okay. Last guy on the list for the first time on the ballot this year is Mark Teixeira. Yeah. Mark Teixeira is a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fam- Ooh, that easy. Yeah. Mark, Mark Teixeira was one of the greatest hitters um, in baseball for the time he was there. Mark Teixeira had a better career than Prince Fielder. Yes. Okay. If you look at their overall numbers, I'll do it right now. I, this is this is going to be off the fly without even telling you. You played longer, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but Very I'm well. telling you right now that Mark Teixeira, uh, what do we go to? Baseball reference? Let's do this real Great quick. Great hitter and won some gold gloves and everything too. The guy, I mean. the, he was he he was a unbelievable baseball player. That guy was that and underrated because he was so quiet. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to look this now, up real now quick. He, 
Go ahead. He talks baseball on TV. Yes, he does, and does a great job with it too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so far, while you're looking that up, so yeah. far you've got David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, Jimmy Rollins, and Mark Teixeira. What There's, What are your numbers that you compare when you look at something? When you want to look between these two, between two first basemen, what do you want to look at? Uh, for those guys, I mean, I I would just I would look at I I sort of still look at the traditional numbers: average hits, home runs, hits, home runs, RBIs, mm-hmm. average, and and I really like on base percentage or even I, I uh, both. On, oh, slow, the OPS is OPS. even probably better better too. So we'll for go sure. OPS. This is career. All right, so. OPS 869. I'm not going to tell you who I'm looking at because I actually switched this up. Actually, you know what? I'm going to write these down. As we talk, I'm going to write these down, and then I'm going to make you guess who's who. Okay. And let's see here. Wow. I'm going to tell you one thing that is in – oh, that's – never mind. So who else Who else do we got on there? Is that the last one? That's everybody. So that's everybody. All right. So now we're just listening to me talking to a microphone while I write numbers down. Listening to you. Right with your pencil. I'll Can tell you. Can you hear a, the pencil uh, writing? Can you it, hear it? Oh, be quiet. Here, go. I can definitely oh, yeah. hear it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can 100% hear it. <laughs> See, does your microphone bend down all the way to the paper? <laughs> I can get it down there, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Scribble a little bit. I like that. You scribble a little bit. <laughs> so, so, what do you think? Do you think that Prince, when you go off the top of your head, you say Prince Fielder? Because when I said no to Prince Fielder, you were very surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. I. I yeah, I, off the top of my head, I don't know that he's like a – I don't think he's like, oh, my God, how could you possibly not have Prince Fielder? I would have to look at his numbers. I don't feel confident enough. Like, he's not an A-Rod, you know, but I, I, I have a feeling, man. He just – he put so many – it seemed like five, six years in a row of 40 home runs, 100, 100 or more RBIs, and those – I mean, those add up. And then you add, you know, probably the first, first uh, year of his career and the last – couple years where he probably wasn't quite as good but you add all those numbers up and i mean and especially because total numbers i think mean something but they mean a lot they mean a lot but when you're talking about like the era that you played in there are plenty of guys that you could say were the best or or among the best at their positions or in the game period that sometimes don't make it into the hall of fame but they're you know like and it depends on we we are, like our formative years. We watched these guys between our late teens to to you know through our twenties. Mm-hmm. Watch these guys, and even into our early thirties, watch these guys play, and they were the among the best players in the game at that time. And so it's hard to not think that you know they they they've got to be at least in consideration, um, strong consideration from these baseball writers to get votes for sure. Um, but I, I, I'm sure there are numbers that are because every time I look at guys' numbers for these, they always surprise me one way or another. They're sure. a little yep. not as good as I thought, or a little better than I thought. And Prince Fielder could be could be one of those guys that goes either way. Yeah, I mean he could he could be a guy that had you know 490 home runs, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't think he had that many. Um, or a guy that had 250 home runs, and I think, wow, I thought he had like 400 or something, or 390 or something. But um, I don't know. It's Prince Fielder. Ryan Howard was kind of. I think that those few years that he was really bad, I think hurts him enough to. Right. That's what does it for Ryan. To me, that's what does it uh, for Ryan Howard. Yeah. But he was right there with Prince Fielder. As you said it. They seem like the same player pretty much, and because he was just as good a hitter, just as good at least an RBI machine and a home run machine, a power guy. 
I mean, his slugging might even be better. Who knows? His career slugging mm-hmm. could be better than Prince Fielder's. But, uh, yeah, he was just – it was, I think, for a little bit shorter time. Uh, and, and those those bad seasons are glaring. Right. Are, you, are you ready to listen to this and tell me what you think? I'm ready. Let me hear it. Um, okay. Do All-Star Game MVPs mean anything to you? They mean nothing to me for him for for this stuff. I'm just I just pulled this up. Like All a right. one out of a hundred, yeah. All right, so which one of these? Are, I'm gonna go with this one first. All right, you ready? Yeah. So, one thousand six hundred forty-five hits. Okay. One thousand twenty-eight RBIs. So thousand RBIs. The thousand mark. That thousand RBI mark is a key mark. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred hits. That fifteen hundred hits is a key mark. He's at sixteen forty-five. Three hundred home runs is a key mark. He's at three nineteen. Uh, 283 lifetime batting average. Okay. Three silver sluggers, six all-star games. Okay. Now, take that against 1,862 hits, 409 home runs, 1,298, almost three, almost 1,300 RBIs, 268 career average, three silver sluggers as well, three-time all-star, and five gold gloves. Second one's Mark Teixeira. Obviously, because I said the, sh- the gold gloves. And you know Prince Fielder <laughs> didn't have any gold gloves. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just got his numbers are quite a bit better. I'm telling you right now, Mark Teixeira is how now many year, did you slugging. How many like his, his his OPS, their OPS is pretty close. Teixeira's right. 869 and um, Fielder. Fielder's 887. Right. The 360 on base percentage for Teixeira, 382, which is much higher. Uh, for fielder, but slugging was about the same. Share, to share was five oh nine. Fielder was five oh six. Okay, yeah, they are close there. Man, uh, d- uh, did you see how long each guy played? How many uh, years? Fourteen years for Tashera. Couldn't have been that long for Prince. And Prince Fielder played for four years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years. So two le- only two less years, not as many as I thought. Okay. Whereas, and I could be wrong. Let me make sure I got to share this thing right here. Uh, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years. Huh. Well, I mean, I, you know, two more years of of putting up numbers you know yeah two more years uh 200 and 220 more hits yeah. uh all uh what is it 90 90 more home runs in two years i mean that's two years of 45 but that's tack Not it on those the, guys were <laughs> but if you tack it on to the end of the year i mean if you average out what they hit over a career he's got more home runs per um yeah. rbis i mean it's it's another Almost 300 more RBIs. I mean, that's exact big. 200 and 270 more RBIs. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I, I do think Mark Teixeira was a better all-around, was a better baseball player, plus he had a World Series. Yeah, and those gold gloves. Um, I'm not saying that Prince Fielder, I mean, maybe down the line, like I said earlier, maybe down the line Prince Fielder is there. Uh, I mean, he he's got a he's got the numbers to put up against anybody without a doubt. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Mark Teixeira for me, I would uh, he'll be in the first two couple years. You convinced me, Mark Teixeira is a Hall of Famer. 
All right, good. I, I wanted to, to hear what you thought about that. I thought that was interesting. Um, we'll find out in whatever, six months or eight months or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who actually yeah. gets these votes. Um, okay, so I think we need to move on to yeah, uh, the Mount do. Rushmore. Let's do um, it. Because this is going to be fun. I think. I Are think we doing Mount Rushmore? We're going to do NFL picks. We're going to do NFL picks. Let's do our NFL picks. What happened last week, Adam? Well, last week. Two weeks ago, I went 3-0. and You went 0-3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Am I 6-up on you right now? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So then this past week, we both went 2-1. and one. Man, I'll tell you what. Good for us. Two and one, two and one. I well, take that every day of the week. Good for you. <laughs> I need a bunch of three nos here. Um, so anyway, so I'm I'm fourteen and nineteen on the year, and you're twenty and thirteen. Uh, so you maintain that six six game lead, and uh, we go on to NFL Week Twelve. I like it. NFL Week Twelve, Adam. Do you have your picks ready? Got my picks ready. All right, Paul. What do you got? I don't like any of these games, really. Of course not, because the because the 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 odds makers know know who all these teams are by week by oh, week no. twelve. This it's is so they hard. they know what's going to happen. This is hard. Um, all right, the Rams are in. This might be this might be the best game uh, of the or the most anticipated game at least of the week. Uh, the Rams are at the Green Bay Packers. The Rams are a one point favorite at home, which I think is probably correct or pretty reasonable. In Green Bay, on the in road. In Green Bay, and yeah. that's why I'm taking Green Bay. In Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers is is back spreading his COVID all around to whoever wants it and, and also spreading the ball all around. He's got two negative tests in the span of 24 <laughs> hours, bud. He ain't got I, nothing. I know. I just like making fun. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I am taking uh, my doppelganger and the Green Bay Packers. I love it. All right. That's a good one. I'm going with the – Dallas Cowboys at home as a uh, Thursday football baby. Thursday football always bad. Uh, I and I don't even like the seven and a half point uh, being a seven and a half point favorite against the Raiders, even though the Raiders just lost to the Bengals. Um, they're not. Uh, they're struggling a little bit after a, a decent start. I'm taking Dallas to win uh, by more than seven and a half. And then I'm going to this game that I really don't like is Cleveland and Baltimore. These in in. Uh, in conference or in division games, yeah, uh, I don't like those because they can go. Uh, they, they, I really never know what to expect there. Uh, Baltimore's a three and a half point favorite at home, and I'm going to go ahead and take Baltimore. All right, sounds good. So you've got three favorites in. No, you took Green Bay minus one. Green Bay. Or Green Bay plus, plus one. Plus one. Yeah. Okay, remember we do these spreads on Wednesday uh, before. Before the before the seat or before the week starts, before the real based off out. the whatever ESPN's got on here, so it's not like we're doing anything crazy. But there is football tomorrow. Three games. You got Bears Lions. Two terrible teams. The Bears are a three point favorite. Uh, no thank you. And Andy Dalton is back now as the starting quarterback. That's exactly. Right. Oh, is he? It's about they should they needed to do that because they he's gonna uh, Justin Fields is a really good football player, but he. You're killing this kid's confidence right now, and and I I wish they never would have even let him get into this. He never should. I guess Dalton maybe had a bad game or whatever, but it's stupid. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, you took the Cowboys minus seven and a half, if I'm not mistaken, in Dallas. I'm gonna take the Raiders in that game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders plus seven and a half. It's the the I don't know why. Be honest with you, but I'm gonna go the opposite of you, and I want to take a Thursday game. I want to take a Thursday football game. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Bill Saints are the la- late game on Thursday. Uh, Buffalo minus six and a half in New Orleans. 
I'm taking New Orleans in this one. New Orleans plus six and a half. Hundred percent. I'm taking them in this game. Um, so I'm taking two Thursday games. So most people, by the time you listen to this, won't have a chance to bet anything that I'm playing. But that's okay. It is what it is. Uh, last game that I am going to go with. Boy, you know it's bad. Huh. Sorry. When you're when you talk, and the more you talk, the more tired—not more tired, but the more out of breath you get. Like it's a workout for me. It's exercise to talk right now. <laughs> I don't know what has happened to me in my old age and as big as I'm getting. But you know, when you see big, huge, fat people and they're on the couch and they're like, and they can't talk because they get out of breath talking. That's what I—I I just did that just a second ago. Do you remember from one of Adam Sandler's uh, first albums that he released, Fatty McGee? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was a dude. I think they were like in the library studying or something, and <laughs> Fatty McGee was coming. And they're like, "Oh no, it's Fatty McGee again!" <laughs> and he's like, and he's walking like to them. You can hear him walking from far away, and he gets all the way to him, and he's he's breathing super hard. <laughs> he's really loud, and he he's like so out of breath. Once he gets there, it's like a siren. <laughs> he's like it's like really loud. <laughs> Uh, Go check good. out Adam I'm Sandler's that one up. Adam Sandler's old albums from like the early '90s, mid '90s. So funny! Oh my god, I I totally agree. When he when they when he was doing the just the comedy albums, like Norm Macdonald put a bunch of them out, and they'd he'd do the skits, the Tollbooth Willie, and all those things. Like those were really good. Those were a lot of fun. Yep, those were definitely a lot of fun. All right, here we go. Let's get back to this um, Tampa Bay and Indianapolis in Indianapolis. Tampa Bay's minus three. I don't. I, you know what? I'm. I'm taking. I'm. I'm going to take a favorite as well. I got two. Two dogs. I'm going to take a favorite on the road at Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm going to have Tom Brady take the W. Okay. Plus, what was it? Plus three. No, minus three. Minus three. Okay. I'm out of breath. I'm, I can't. <laughs> well, it's tiring picking NFL games against the spread. Yeah. Um, okay. Now it is time. To get to our Mount Rushmore for this week, and that is the Mount Rushmore of spices. Ah, uh, yes, this Food was spices. Well done, yeah. So we got Thanksgiving coming up. What kind of stuff we do? Uh, I'm gonna let you go first on the spices, and I'll go first with Michael Che. Okay. Um, for me, I can't wait to get into this because you're gonna have stuff that I didn't even think of, and you're gonna be like, "What?" My number one spice is Cajun seasoning. Just Cajun seasoning, boom. Cajun seasoning, boom. Uh, you got paprika, oregano, garlic powder, black pepper, cayenne pepper, thyme, onion powder, salt. Um, I, I, there are a bunch of these things. I have like mashup uh, seasonings yeah. sort of as my favorites. Yeah. And and there's a lot of the same ingredients, like almost all sure. the same ingredients. Of course. But yeah. just mixed a little bit differently, I think. Um, so Cajun seasoning is number one. I love, a, I love Cajun fries. I love putting Cajun seasoning on some chicken or mm-hmm. whatever, almost anything. Um, I'm going with seasoned salt or whatever you want to say. Sure. Seasoned salt. Um, you know, you get the most famous is like the Lowry's absolutely famous, uh, uh, seasoned salt. I mean, uh, it's just salt. And then like some, some, some parsley, paprika, garlic, my man got his spices out and looked at the spices that were inside his spices. I love that. Well done. Way to take this to the next level. I appreciate it. I did a little research here. Greek seasoning. Greek seasoning. Oh, like a little Greek fries action? Greek fries. Man, I'm telling you, my favorite besides Skyline, my other favorite restaurant is this little Greek place in my neighborhood uh, called Santorini. 
if you live oh, in Cincinnati man. or anywhere near, it's oh, a God. wonderful Santorini place. Gr- terrific. They, you know, they give Sebastian, Sebastian's, uh, yeah, Sebastian's. Mm-hmm. They give them a run for their money by with no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And big, they've been there for a long time. Yeah, uh, big menu. I I always get breakfast, uh, but big menu owned by a Greek family. They have Greek food. Uh, uh, they have. American food. They have pizza. They have they have almost anything you can want. But and and they make breakfast and they have it all day. It's a little diner type place, and it's so good. I love it. Uh, and and the Greek fries there. They get they do the like potato wedge fries. Yeah. And then yeah. the Greek seasoning on those is just great. Can't beat it. Um. So that's three. I I'm going back and forth. You know, I love a I love just a a ground black pepper is great. Just a salt. I, if salt's not on yours, I'm gonna my mind's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, you're a salt fella. Uh, <laughs> I almost went. I almost went salt, rock salt, 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 salt <laughs> yeah. and garlic salt. <laughs> yeah, I would, that would not surprise me. Um, <laughs> salt's delicious. It makes everything good. Absolutely. Um, but so does not so does cinnamon. But cinnamon is way up there for me, dude. Wow, especially cinnamon. cinnamon. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not committing to that yet because I I also have Italian seasoning. And that's another mix of all those yeah. kind of same things. Italian seasoning on almost anything you put on a burger or fries or whatever, it, it makes it better. Um, but, man, especially for, like, a pastry, a, a baked good, put some so- cinnamon on that thing, a cinnamon roll. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, you know, a cinnamon toast. You know, my mom used to make a cinnamon toast in the morning. For I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know this. So cinnamon toast. I don't know how y'all did cinnamon toast, but I well, know the way that ways. we do. And I'm sure we were the same as you because I'm sure they grew up that our moms grew up. I mean, they, they're they sisters. So right. I'm sure they grew up on it. But just a piece of white bread with butter on it, scattered with cinnamon and just a caked on sugar, as much sugar as you could possibly get on it, throw it in the oven. 400 for a little while until the edges are crispy and hopefully the middle is still really soft soggy. <laughs> yeah, soggy. Yeah. total butter sog on it oh that is such my favorite oh my that is, there's nothing good for you in that breakfast at all but but i loved every second so, that was delicious so good <laughs> yeah uh yep it was the same way so I'm I'm close with cinnamon and Italian. I'm I am going to go with cinnamon. I'm going to go He's with taking cinnamon. the cinnamon. Going with cinnamon. Yep. All right. So we've got Cajun seasoning. We've got uh, seasoned salt. Seasoned salt. Got the Greek seasoning. Gotcha. Going cinnamon. All right. So I will. I'm going to tell you. Mine's pretty simple, right? The only the the only real like out there thing. Uh, Old Bay. Old Bay does like a seafood. Uh, seasoning that you, you use uh, we do a seafood boil all the time and use the old, old bay they've got just the regular seasoning they've got the mesh pouches that have like all like the the full spice like a, a, a leaf and a piece of pepper you just throw it in the in boil with it and uh, seasons them all I love old bay seasoning is delicious uh, number two I'm gonna go with Lowry's Lowry's is the no, like man that's like if I'm getting frishes when they took the Lowry's off the table was the best thing to ever happen at Frisch's. Because every time you grab the Lowry salt on Frisch's table is hard as a rock. And it had, it was, I mean, I don't know how that always happened. Now you got to ask for it. I ask for it every time. Best breakfast you can get at a restaurant. Well, first off, now, because uh, I don't. I, we I already don't, talked about it at Santorini. 
Omelet. Oh, the omelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. So, but I will go to. I used to go. Oh, now now I go to Frisch's and I get a Hog Heaven burrito with a side of cheese sauce to go with the spicy spots. So if you haven't had a Hog Heaven burrito, you got to jump on this bad boy from Frisch's. Unbelievable. But when I go to Frisch's and I eat in, and I'll eat the 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 breakfast bar. Right, you got to get the breakfast bar. The only thing that goes on my plate are the potatoes, the spicy spuds. I cover them in cheese, full full plate of spicy spuds, covered in cheese, and then sprinkle the Lowry's over top. Ooh. I'll have three plates of those. Ooh. God, that sounds good. So good. It's so good. All right, so number two, I'm going to go with garlic salt because garlic salt is, uh, I might use that more than regular salt just because I love garlic and it's salt. And last but not least, of course, is the greatest seasoning to ever step foot into this into the uh, spice rack, and that is just salt. Plain old salt. I just had this conversation with a guy today. One of my favorite things to get are the Grippo's Dewdrop uh, looking pretzels. You know, they're like a oh yeah yeah yeah, and they're yeah. just covered. It's the most salt any pretzel ever has on them. Okay. And they're big pieces of salt, right? Like they're the saltiest thing in the entire world. But that means at the end of the bag, you know, when you get to the end of like a Doritos bag and you pop the corners, you know, and finish the bag off, it's like the best part. It's a ton of cheese, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do that with my Grippos, with my with pretzel. Like it's where it's just salt left and you're just guzzling salt. I do that with that. And it's so good. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. I, you've been a you've been a love salt salt guy. I love salt. I put I, I put salt on my food before I taste it. It I'm pretty <laughs> sure it makes my father-in-law so mad. But as soon as I oh. sit down, I grab salt, and he goes, "You haven't even tasted it yet." Yep. It doesn't matter. It needs salt. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> needs salt. My, Not saying anything about the way you cook or anybody that cooks. I'm just telling you. I do it to myself, and I put a ton of salt on what I'm when I'm cooking. But when I sit down at the table, I got to put salt on. <laughs> the first thing I want to taste, no matter what the dish is, I want to taste salt. I need salt. The salt, <laughs> what it does is it softens my palate. One of my favorite lines from Teen Wolf is when he's when the coach is sitting there eating a hard-boiled egg on the bench in the middle of a game, <laughs> and he tells the manager, he just looks over at the manager, they're losing by eighty. He's like. <laughs> Give me some salt. Give me some salt. <laughs> and, he, and he like starts to go, and he looks at him like, and he's like, salt. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, Teen Wolf, what a guy. That gets referenced on this podcast quite a bit. Oh, God. Teen Wolf I, gets I referenced could, quite I a bit. I could do it so much more. Ah, <laughs> it's so good. Coach Bobby Finstock, my favorite, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite characters in any movie ever. <laughs> All right. That does it. My favorite line in every movie, in what my most favorite line ever is shoot it, fat boy. Shoot it, fat boy. (laughs) I love that so much. And everybody's staring, randomly staring in the last two seconds. Take 10 to 20 seconds for this guy to look back, look at the basket, and look back. And oh, big fatty. He takes a real bad looking shot and he goes in and he looks at him like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Take that. First basket of the season. Last game. Oh, so bad. All right, so we get Michael Che for the uh, for the comedy special. Let's jump into comedy. Um, not that Teen Wolf isn't just a great comedy, but was that so would that good. be considered a romantic comedy? What's that considered? Eh, 
I just call him I comedy. Mean, you know, he's got the the, the girl, the 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 girl, and then the other girl, Buffy, Boofy, Boof, Pamela. Yeah, yeah. Pam. Yeah. yeah, Pamela Wells. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing everything he can to get in those pants, and then Boof's the one that he ends up with. Yeah. Well, he does get in the, in there. When oh, he's he definitely the wolf does. Yeah, when, he, when he's the wolf. Room. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're done, he's not the wolf anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man! All right, I gotta go watch that probably tonight because I'm off work tomorrow. Nice, um, hey, Thanksgiving. That's right. That's that's gonna be my Thanksgiving treat. Is I watching, might do that tonight. Watching, I might watch that tonight too. I think I'm gonna get up tomorrow morning and watch Team Wolf. For wonder, is it on any streaming platform right now? Do you know of? It's, I, it was on Netflix for a long time. I can't imagine it's because I watched anymore. it on Netflix a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. If it's if it's not on Amazon Prime, I don't know. Those are the only two I really have is Netflix yeah. and Amazon Prime. But I mean, I I have, it on, D- I have it on DVDs. So. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> uh, I bought it in my 30s on DVD. Absolutely. Okay. Michael Che. Michael, Michael che. che. What is it called? Devilish something. Uh, uh, shame the devil. Shame the devil. Shame the devil. I still didn't. Did I hear? Did he say those words in this thing ever? I don't. I don't. I don't uh, know that he did. I don't know he did either. All right. So you're up. What do you think? Uh, go on, Michael Che's "Shame the Devil." Uh, I mean, we talked about this when we watched his last special, which was from five years ago, about the influence, the clear influence uh, that Dave Chappelle has on Michael Che. Hundred percent. And that is all I could see in this it, special as well. When this started, because he he comes out and he says he hadn't done a special in five years. And he's just sitting there, lone wolf. You know, the other specials, he's kind of moves around. He's standing up. He moves around a little bit. He didn't stand up much. Pretty much stayed on that chair and just kind of exactly. did like you like you said, the Dave Chappelle thing. And his delivery is kind of Dave Chappelle-ish. Yep. He's, sorry, I'll let you. I'll let no, you. He, I took into I, your. That's exactly yeah. right. He, he talks about the same topics. He he does, you know, controversial stuff. His his. Twists and turns are things that you might think. You know, he 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 takes his stance, and you 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 feel like you know his stance, and then he shoots you with a ah, Donald Trump was actually kind of cool, or what, <laughs> you know, one of those <laughs> yeah, things that exactly. you don't expect. Yeah, and, and uh, so he he does that. It's so much. It reminds me exactly of Dave Chappelle, and yeah. I I'm sure he is he is super super influenced by him, and I'm sure I don't think he's trying to copy him exactly. It's Michael Che is art. Michael Che, but yeah, yeah, but he he. I mean, it's it reminded me so much of that. Um, so he did. He talked about all the controversial stuff. He talked about, you know, he, he uh, a lot of some of the same stuff that he talked about five years ago. Yeah. Um, yep. Black Lives Matter came in. Right. Black Lives Matter thing is funny when oh the Black Lives Matter joke, man. They gotta warn you about that. It was me and a bunch of white women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just go home and talk to your husband or talk to your dad. <laughs> yeah. When he when he finally got out to to to, uh, to walk around or whatever, oh, yeah. So funny. Yeah, it was him and a bunch of white women. Um, <laughs> so this was this was funny. He had funny jokes. I liked I liked that he sat the whole time. Yeah. I'm I'm I like the the spoken word joke the 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 words that make you laugh. Yeah, I don't need any physical comedy in a stand-up comedy special. And so I love that about it. Some of his jokes were sort of low-hanging fruit. Some of them I, I kind of felt like I knew where they were going, and that's where really good comedians switch it up at the yeah. end. They make you think you know where it's going, and then they, they hit you with something totally different. 
He did that uh, sometimes. I was going to say, I felt times, like he did a good job with that. I felt like there was a lot of them where I knew where he was going, and I was like, oh, no, you got me. You got me. He did it, He did sometimes, but other times when I thought he could have or, or was going to switch it up, when I thought I knew, and I'm like, well, okay, so this is where I think it's going. Obviously, he's not yeah. going to go there, and he did go there. Yeah. It was you know, kind of like what I was like, oh, well, that's kind of what I was expecting. You know, yeah. There's not much of a yeah. punchline there then. Um. I, he, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Wow. To be honest with okay. You. I I still thought it was really funny. I love Michael Che. He's my favorite thing. He's the only reason I still uh, Weekend Update is the only. We've talked about this. You don't like Weekend Update? I love. It's the only thing I like about. They're the best Weekend Saturday Update Saturday. team. That they're the best that I've. I mean, listen. I love Norm McDonald. I love mm-hmm. Colin Quinn. I love all those guys. But and and what Chevy Chase I think started the whole thing. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. But they're all great. But. I can't. That that was the most boring part of SNL. It's funny now. I watch. I'll. I have on the chat snap. You know, that's one of the things they do. The oh. SNL. They only do the. It's just the weekend update. I watch just the weekend update every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still. I record Saturday Night Live every week just for that. I, yeah. I end up watching most of it usually, but I. I sometimes I fast forward to weekend update. Anyway, um, he's 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 a really really funny guy. Um. It just some of the jokes, I, and then I, I'm 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 getting a little bit tired of hearing the same topics all the time. You know the the Black Lives Matter stuff, the trans stuff, the gay I thought he stuff. did a pretty good job with the Black Lives Matter jokes. I thought they were I thought they were pretty good. I thought he did a good job with a lot of that stuff. He 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 did he did a fine job with a lot of it. Some of it, I was just, I was just disappointed that, uh, like the, we didn't, didn't, I didn't know crazy, the, or I didn't know mental illness was. It was just crazy, or that ah, ain't nothing wrong with that, that yeah. man. There ain't nothing wrong with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it just, I maybe my expectations were too high or something. And then the end, he had no closer. That he didn't have a closer. I will give you that. He had no. He was just like, man, forget it. We're done. Let's go. He just he it, he, he did a callback like a lot of guys do, but it was just like a simple. Um, I can't even think. I just it just left my uh, mind. It was the are you on your period? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that thing. It was like okay, yeah, kind of funny, but like it was funny. I, I the hear, original joke. I hear good. regular dudes joke about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, and then he just brought that one back, and it wasn't like a. He didn't even like build it up and make it into something big at the end. It was nope. just kind of a quick little. For five years, you think he would have had a big closer? I, th- I would have thought, and that was that was disappointing to me. Look, I still gave him a four. <laughs> still gave him a four. I was expecting to give Michael Che a high four, like you know. I gave him a four point two. Okay. I gave him a four point two. I laughed pretty consistently through this thing, and of course, there's some stuff that I I, I giggled at a lot. And then there's stuff that, you know, they were just, like you said, good jokes. But I really, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was really good. That's the reason I thought I s- it really did. I thought it was really good. Yeah. That's the reason I still gave him a four was because he made me laugh out loud several times yeah. still. So it was still really funny. I was just disappointed in little parts of it. It's um, it's the, the thing him and Dave Chappelle, well, Dave Chappelle is the master at it, but that he'll do too is go into a controversial topic and just talk about it. And then stop. And then deliver that one thing like, ah, I'd be honest, who gives a about it? Da, da, da. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like, oh my God, that was so good. Like, make you feel like he's giving you this, 
long scripted, you know, telling you a story and make it, you know, like some of these comedians do where they just, they use their time up there to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. And, and, and there's Chappelle's no punchline closer and closer. To the but he that. always has a punchline with him still. He still turns them into jokes. It, the last one usually. was, was a little, was a little <laughs> tough, but yeah. he usually still turns them into a joke. Uh, yeah. but I thought Shay did a really good job with it. I, I thought it was really good. If you, I mean, watch it. it it's, Definitely. it's very, it's highly political. Look, you just got to deal with it. It is what it is, but it's still funny. That's the th- that, I think that's my, my issue with it is some of it is a little preachy. Some of it wasn't like, and, and it maybe it was part of setups for jokes. I think but, a lot of it is. But, but you know, just making statements about like, you know, really opinionated statements about social or political things. I'm just getting, even if I agree with him on stuff, I'm just kind of getting a little exhausted with some of that stuff, especially with how big the Chappelle stuff ended up being, yeah. and everybody's talking, been talking about that stuff. It's just, I'm, I'm just getting fatigued by that kind of, by those topics. Give me something that doesn't have anything to do. Give me some, give me some Jim Gaffigan because he does does jokes about animals and food and stuff. Oh, Jim you know Gaffigan what I mean? is such a, so hard to listen to. <laughs> He's amazing. I love oh my Jim God, Gaffigan. Is he gonna stop talking about food? <laughs> When he like he talk, when he that. talks like he's the audience member's thoughts. Oh my god! Not a fan. You're not a fan. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim Gaffigan, <laughs> but and he's coming to Cincinnati uh, n- early next year. So are a lot of com- a lot of comedians well, are coming a lot. here soon. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, We're gonna have to start making some road trips. I, we do. We do. Um, okay. Well, that's it for that's it for Michael Che. This comedy segment and. So we got a little LeBron in here. We got some MLB. We got the uh, NFL picks in. A little bit of spices. So, uh, some spice rack talk. And uh, Michael Che. So that means that now we have to come up with what is next. I, Chris, I was trying to th- trying to rack my brain to figure out a, a Mount Rushmore. When we started talking about Teen Wolf briefly. Oh, did you get one? I just and I hope we haven't done this. I don't think we have. It may have been we may have done something sort of similar, but I want to do basketball movies. Okay, I like I, I'm I'm in for basketball movies. I I, I still maintain so, baseball. Baseball is the sport that has the best movies. Absolutely, by far. Absolutely. But I, basketball is my favorite sport, and there are some good basketball movies. And uh, spoiler alert: Teen Wolf is going to be on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I, I what what is the what is the uh, what's the criteria? Does it have to be around the sport of basketball, or can basketball just be in it? Because I mean, like you know, they they go to a uh, in um, uh, coming to America, they go to a Rutgers basketball game. Yeah, that's true. Um, it was St. John's, wasn't it? Oh, St. John's. You're St. right, St. John's. Um, yeah, and then like you know, there's something about Mary. There was that kind of funny basketball scene in the park. Yeah. I don't. I think it has to be a There's little bit more. There's got to be a more. good portion of it based on basketball. It yeah. has to be. I mean, that Teen Wolf is all around him playing basketball. And, it is. I yeah. mean, it's a comedy. It's about other things too. But, but yeah, basketball is a big part of it. Perfect. Michael J. Fox is a garbage basketball player. <laughs> yes, he is not good. And uh, although, and it's him in the Teen Wolf outfit, right? I mean, obviously not when he's playing basketball. I think it is. But there's a couple times where he started dribbling the basketball. Well, no. no, if it's. No, Anytime well, they, he's they on the court. A, they, had a, they had at least a stunt double to do 
Because because most of but it there's is. one time where he just comes out and he's just got the ball and he just starts dribbling real slow when he first comes out. That might have been him. That looked like that was him, and I, I was like, oh, he doesn't look they too bad. A, they had a stunt double that shot the well, stuff obviously. that actually looked good. Yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> just dunking. when he came out and dribbled, I was like, oh, he's not looking at the ball. He's dribbling with his head up. Good <laughs> he for him. He trained for for months <laughs> to be able to dribble without looking at the ball. He wouldn't make my freshman girls team. <laughs> that is so true. Man, so this is uh this is getting uh difficult for me to come up with these comedy comedy specials anymore. Um so what are we gonna do on comedy this week? That's a really good question. I am going to scroll through this because I have not in any way, shape, or form looked up anything and there's nothing off the top in uh in in on Netflix, so we're not we're gonna get off Netflix, and of course I'm gonna do what I always do, which is not be prepared. So we'll just jump straight over to the old Prime Video, and we'll go from there. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything new, but it's. I mean, there's so much, so much on Prime. On Prime, there is. Um, let's see here, man. I was listening to some Brad Williams the other day, and that dude cracks me up, man. He is yeah. so funny. Um. I'm just, let's find something I've never seen before. Here's one. Here's a guy I've never seen before. Uh, maybe I have. I just need to click on him. He looks kind of familiar. All right. It says 2021. I don't know that this is actually came out in 2021 or not, but you know how it works on Amazon. This is Prime, so it will be free. Tommy Little. Hmm. I'll see myself out. We've had some good success with these uh, guys we haven't really heard of. Lately, we have. Lately. Right? So I'm going to go with Tommy Little. I'll see myself out. Okay. That's what we'll watch this week and talk about next week. I, I feel like I've seen that pop up in Amazon Prime, but I've, I don't know I don't know Tommy Little. Uh, so I'm excited. Well, I can tell you this. Tommy Little is the most exciting comedian of his generation. Sit back, relax, and watch Australia's premier dickhead in full flight. <laughs> this will be fun. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Australian guy. An great. Australian dickhead. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. That's funny. <clears throat> All right. We have our we have next week then. Um, I'm, hopefully we'll have maybe a story or two about Thanksgiving. If oh yeah, Glutton Fest twenty twenty one, baby, right. bring it on. That's right. Um, and we'll have plenty. You know, we've we've got a couple of days off of work to get into some trouble and, and see what happens there. So we might have something there. Um, and then we'll have Mount Rushmore basketball movies and uh, comedy. Tommy Little next week. I gotta hang Christmas lights on Friday, so Ooh. guarantee there'll be a story there. All right, Clark. I'm going to try not to fall off. Oh, we just watched that last night. Did you? Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. You ready for this? My son's eight years old. When was the first time you remember watching TV or seeing a really hot chick and going, oh, my God, that I like that? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, probably late single digits, early double digits. Yeah. I don't know. Eight years old, last night, we're watching National Lampoon, and there's a few words in there that, you know, are choice for the little people, but it's not it's not terrible. It's PG-13. We let the little guy watch it with us, so we're watching it, and uh, my guy, the the girl at the, at the counter showing the lingerie to him for, you know, when he's talking to him about his dead wife or something, whatever he's talking about, because he can hardly talk to her because she's so hot. Yeah. She pulls out a uh, like a like a thong or lacy thong and right. like pulls her skirt up to show how high it goes, and Parker goes woohoo! 
And I was like, yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. I was, uh, I'm not going to say I was worried, but <laughs> just kidding. No. Just kidding. QTL and all that stuff. I'm just kidding. I don't QTL. care if he's, I don't care what Total he. Total quality logistics. That's right. TQL, yeah. I don't care if he, I don't care what he, what he's into, but he is into the ladies. So. All right. Pa- hey, Pops is watching because he's already giving me basketball movie, uh, Nice. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Give us all the all the references you got. Let us know. Let us know what's out there. We'll go from there. Yes, sir. All right. Till next week. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.